Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wafu FM. It's time! Gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Chris Show. I'm Chris with a C. And I'm Chris with a K. Yes, uh, we kick off 1980. We're another year now, 1982, the year I was born. Champion. It's going to be champion. We're kicking things off with uh, Friday the 13th, part three, in 3D. Not, we didn't watch it in 3D, but... No, but that's what it's known it's for, the, basically. The official title is Friday the 13th, 3D. So, mm. part 3D. That's classic, classic 3 film. Yeah. Jaws 3D and all the rest. Yeah, it's just like the early 80s of that weird, very brief 3D comeback, which didn't last very long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll get to that later. Um, I'm just quite surprised, you know, that uh, I know we'll never get mail. <laughs> mm. But, you know, considering... How, like, loved Time Bandits is that were hit. <laughs> Didn't get any hit, really. Nothing, nothing at all. I was, not that that's why we did it. I was just afterwards when I didn't go, you know, I think this might be the first fucking show where we get people going, you're wrong, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's we're right then. Maybe, we're always right, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did expect something like, maybe it was a comment going, yeah, I loved it. I guess that we went, we went to, like, this is shit, which we're always trying not to be. Yeah, it's just like we didn't get anything out of the no, film, no. really. But I can so. see why people do like it. That's the thing. Yeah. It's one of those films where I didn't like it, but obviously I can see why people like it so much. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, so yeah, Friday the 30th Part 3 this week, and then next week uh, it's going to be uh, 48 hours. And we we'll apologise once again for the show not being up on Wednesday, but the next show definitely will be because we're doing two in a row this week. I blame uh, I blame Amazon, though, for the delay. Like, yeah, I'm Well, still, Amazon Marketplace. The fucking snail pace of your, your order that you placed, like, fucking last week. It literally was. Like, after I, the I show. Ordered yeah. It. yeah, after, and it took, like, seven or eight days or something to arrive. Mm. Like, what the fuck? Now, what do you... I always normally get, um, like, uh, the Marketplace stuff from the same people, Zova stocks, and they're always pretty quick. Yeah, generally. So, I, I, to be honest, I didn't even notice this time. I just picked the cheapest one yeah. and clicked buy sort of thing. Mm. Probably wasn't overstock, so... Yeah, they're normally not bad. Normally, like, yeah. four days at the most or something. Yeah. yeah, they are pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And they're always the cheapest as well. They are, pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's always, like, whatever it is, 59p or whatever it is. Yeah. Pretty box standard bloody, prices. Everybody loves overstocks. Yeah. <laughs> they knew that's entertainment for me. Basically, <laughs> 
Just so cheap. Yeah. It, the only downside is that they don't combine postage in some way. Yeah, it is a pain in the ass. Although sometimes, no. I mean, if you order a lot of stuff at the same time, they do, like, at least they put it all in the Sometimes they'll give you, like, four DVDs in the same package, and, like, some places they just send everything fucking separately and stuff. Yeah. It can be annoying. Like, uh, <laughs> like when you used to get... Um, that's entertainment orders and stuff. That was always a good day. <laughs> yeah, I think eventually, but, the last time I ordered, it, they did start putting stuff in um, two em- like two DVDs to a big envelope, and I was like, they finally caught on that. Like, I'm ordering like 25 DVDs. <laughs> ridiculous, yeah. Like a few times, I think like I heard loads of knocking at the door, <laughs> and was like, I'm not getting that. I can't be asked. And then I just started hearing packages, and I was what? like, Oh, bless. <laughs> So it was the postman blatantly knocking on the door. Going, Come on, man! Open up! Right here as well at the old house because I'd just be on the couch next to the right, right next to the door. Yeah, and you just hear like scum, 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 and I'd be like, ah, that's entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes though, if I'd, like there was something else, and like all the stuff was, if you had the postman had a shitload of stuff and everything was like banded together, you just hear like a light like knocking on the door because she couldn't move her arms and I'd open the door. And she'd be like, oh, thank God you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Have the postman. Yeah, good stuff. I miss that entertainment. Fucked everything <laughs> up with the weird new prices and stuff. Mm, yeah, it was just a brief period where it was really, really good. <laughs> I think whoever was in charge of um, uh, the pricing and HMV in general took over the that entertainment website because the prices now are like two pounds seventy nine pence, six pounds sixty two, and you're like, what the fuck? They're all standardised and stuff. Yeah. As well. Mm. Like shit that used to always be one ninety nine is now like three. Qu- I know it's not a big difference, but well, it builds up though when you buy. It does when you're buying a lot of a stuff. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, jazzy jazz. Let's get on uh, with a bit of news. Yeah. The news. News. So how can you start off with related to Friday the Thirteenth? Uh, Betsy Palmer, uh, Mrs. Pamela Voorhees, uh, passed away age eighty eight on May twenty ninth of natural causes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, is it? Is it her? That no, it's not her that plays it in this, is it? No, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it in is the in there. the flashback at the start, yeah, yeah, in the, yeah, in the archive the recap, stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just always really cool. I mean, I always loved how in interviews, like on any Friday the Thirteenth documentary or like the the Crystal Lake Memories uh, documentary in the book and stuff, she just always was always really honest about it. Like she pretty much said she she did the first, she got the script for the first one, thought it was shit. <laughs> Yeah. Did it because she needed a new car. <laughs> like, you know, Fair dues. Yeah, and she said she turned down a cameo on Freddy vs. Jason because it was just shit. Like, the, the part was shit. And I don't think they offered her much money. Mm. And, the, you know, like, a lot of people, when, like, they, they did a bit part years ago in a horror film, they realised it's now popular, and all of a sudden they're really passionate about it and they've got a lot of good things to say about it, whereas you can bet before they would have been like, fuck off, I don't care. Mm, totally, like she, yeah, yeah, I always forget that feeling. She never seemed like that. She's always just like, yeah, at the first I was like, yeah, but then it's grown on us because I've realised how much people, like, love me, you know, and it mm. seems weird, but that's really sad. And from people that met her at conventions, because she did, like, conventions in America for, like, um, last, like, I don't know, probably, like, ten years. Yeah. And all this is just really cool and funny and nice and warm and stuff, so. Yeah, down to earth. Yeah, totally, yeah. So yeah. it's really sad. Mrs. Voorhees, rest in peace, yes. like you say, really. Uh, it's more like, you know... Not not on that level of uh, sadness, but uh, Rick Baker's retiring from effects work. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, well, he must be quite old as yeah, well. 64. He's only 64. Yeah. Oh, 64. Yeah. That's younger than I thought, yeah. actually. Uh, he's basically, yeah, the quote is, I said, uh, the time is right. I'm 64 years old and the business is crazy right now. I like to do things right and they want it cheap and fast. Mm. This is not what I want to do, so I decided... It's basically time to get out. First of all, the CG stuff definitely took away the animatronics part of what I do. It's also starting to take away the makeup part, which is, 
you know, it's fucking shitty to read. Obviously, I know, you know, t- things, you got to roll with the fucking times and all that stuff. But yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, the guy, like, that was his life to do that. That mm-hmm. was his career. And now he's having to retire because of fucking CGI. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, when I saw that, I thought, I bet it's because of CGI and there's no work, technically. Yeah. People are just unwilling to hire someone like that, like Rick Baker because it fucking takes too much time. But it's like, oh, hmm. that's... I suppose, like, people like Ray Harryhausen and stuff always put out of business, yeah. basically. And yeah, yeah. Same sort of thing, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Just, it's sort of sad. You would think there must be some sort of way to transition his skills into the world of CGI or something, but I, I guess I guess not. Yeah, yeah it's a tier to stay, unfortunately. I, I think, think I think we're cursing people, you know. Yeah. We've only fucking talked about Rick Baker on the American Wealth in London episode. Uh, now he's retired. We'll decide to do A2 Friday 13-3. Betsy Palmer dies. I'm sure that happened a couple of months ago where like we kept reviewing stuff and like the next month someone in it dies. <laughs> That's great. Fucking uh, David Heavener wants to watch his back then. <laughs> he must be well cursed by now. I like the fucking cursed videotape from Ring and podcast form pretty much. Like we'll mention you and you die. <laughs> the, the curse of Chris and Chris. <laughs> and I guess we'll have to die with hair black and have it over the face and wear like white nightgowns and stuff. <laughs> Turtles 2 news says oh, your God. highly anticipated movie of next year. Uh, as well as Casey Jones being in it, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I think, and uh, Bebop and Rocksteady making appearances with. Is it uh, mm. Rocksteady's going to be played by fucking Seamus? Seamus, uh, that's pretty random. Seamus from WWE. Mm. I can kind of see, uh, but I don't know, maybe it's just, I don't, don't know, the, the white thing going on and he's all big and muscly. I can kind of see it. And when I we guess. say white, if no one's familiar with him, we mean white. Like he's white, white. Like, white. like milk, like a big bottle of milk. Yeah. Uh, well, you never he's going to be in it for like 15 minutes and then it's going to be CGI, Bebop and Rocksteady. So. Well, that's it, isn't it. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like a cameo, I suppose, really. Like. Yeah. But it seems, have you seen the little hints that uh, Judith Hogue, the original Abraham O'Neill, is apparently in the movie? Uh, right, actually, yeah, I might have seen something about she that. She was tweeting uh, cryptic things like four slices of pizza, she's saying she's on set in New York, and there's a picture of her apparently with Megan Fox on set, so what's, mm. what's the bet just playing like April O'Neill's mother or something? <laughs> something like that, yeah. They're just trying to get the fans back on board, but like... They need to like reinvent the entire franchise to get the fans back on board. Like, well, I mean, what, has, have you seen much like hardcore fan feedback of the first movie? Like, what did they actually think? Was it was it most mostly accepted? I mean, didn't even the fans think fuck this? Yeah, it's, it was generally negative. Like on Reddit and stuff. I, I, I like I follow the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, subreddit yeah, and stuff, yeah. and that generally the 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 tone is like ugh, it was shit. Mm. Like the Eric Satch Satch's sax, whatever he's supposed to be fucking called. Mm-hmm. Just the whole thing was like weird. It felt cobbled together, and yeah, it's a generally negative uh, like reaction to it. Like, mm. yeah, definitely. Just the whole like the the turtles having noses and stuff. <laughs> now, if people could pick at that, going, "I'll oh, stop being so fucking picky, man," but it's like, come on, it looks shit, man. It looks weird, yeah. and they look fucking. They're not supposed to look scary. It's just like it's been a recent trend recently with shit like that, like with that RoboCop film, where they're like, "Yeah, let's kind of give them an overall bad badass look." but we'll make him have one random human hand <laughs> to spoil the entire thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's the same with really, the pills. In the film, that made no difference, really, did it? No, like, why the fuck did they give him a human hand? Yeah. It makes him look like a dick. <laughs> uh, basically, it's it a bit blunt. You look like a dick, Robocop. <laughs> I'm not frightened of you because of that fucking pink hand you've got. you look like a dick. 
<laughs> but it's the same with the turtles. Like generally, I, I accept the overall look of them. Mm. You know, they've made them interesting, made them more like so they can turn them into merchandise and stuff, yeah. basically. But you know, that's what the franchise is pretty much all about, anyway. Mm. So yeah, I accept that. But then they're like, "But let's bang noses on them. Fuck it, <laughs> let's ruin the entire thing." Yeah, weird. You think someone in the boardroom would have just been like, oh, "Yeah, I've got a suggestion." Just you know, like you know, I bet it was like, "Oh, let's try and humanize them a bit more, give them more human features." Like the fucking tails. It's <laughs> like mutant tails. Big talking tails. You don't need a fuck. But that goes against the entire point of them being tails. Oh, let's make them look more human. Yeah, totally. Fucking stupid. So. Yeah, that that sequel can just thoroughly fuck off. Mm. I don't care who gets involved, to be honest. I'm sure I'll see the original in, like, ten years, randomly. I'm half mm. asleep. I'm not in any hurry to watch it. They'll blatantly get fucking Corey Feldman or something to do, like, a cameo yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. They're just, like, sucking up to the fans, trying to get them back on board, oh, basically. Yeah. Uh, but one of the biggest stories of the week is uh, Fox is remaking Big Trouble in Little China with The Rock in negotiations to star as Jack Burton. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Talk about miscast. Just fucking hell, man. I mean, come on, I, I love The Rock and stuff. Oh, me too, but Christ. it's just. I just think, like, Jack, in that film, he needs to be, like... An everyman. An everyman, but also, like, a bit arrogant and a bit shit Well, the thing is, well. Rock could easily play that kind of character. The, like, yeah. sort of guy who thinks he's a tough guy and thinks he's the hero, but he's really not type of thing. But it's the fact that he's, like, built, like, a fucking knick-knack that, like... Yeah. It'll just... It'll, it's kind of funny that the big muscular guy is really the shitty sidekick, but I don't know. It, it, the thing is, apparently, uh, it's apparently one of his favourite movies, The Rocks. Mm. And he, like, was had a hand in pitching the idea of a remake to Fox. And I was like, if it's one of your favourite movies, why would you want to make your own version of it? <laughs> Yeah, why Why wouldn't you not just want to be in the film but as, like, one of the bad guys mm. or something? Or, or something like that. Like, find yourself another, like, role in the film. And shit like that, to me, is, like, if this makes sense, it's, like, the difference between an actor and a movie star. Mm. Like, it's less about acting and making good movies and more just about, like, the business side and making money and, and the glitz and glam. I don't, you know, I don't mean to paint a picture that he's some fucking arrogant Hollywood wanker, but, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a fucking big difference between being an actor and a movie star. And when you're like, let's remake this, fucking rubbing your hands together. I don't know, it's just... I don't really care, to be honest. I mean, it's fucking inevitable. It's inevitable that we're going to remake it. We made fucking most of John Carpenter's movies, so... It's inevitable that most films will be remade. Exactly, so most of the time I'm just like, I don't don't even have the energy to get annoyed anymore, really. It's like, (laughs) what what difference is me pissing myself off going to do? It's going to get made. Mm. We can't change anything. Just uh, at least, uh, assumedly, it's going to make John Carpenter, like, lots of money, I guess. Well, maybe. I don't... The only thing... I I, I don't know how how he stands there. I know we didn't write... Big job in Little China. Obviously the score, but if they don't use the score, then probably not. Mm, I suppose, like, yeah. Yeah, maybe. It's not like he owns the rights or anything. No, he made money from, like, Precinct 13, The Fog, and Halloween and stuff, because he wrote them, so they're based off his Mm. script, so they have to give him credit for that. But I'm not sure if he'll actually get much from Big Job in Little China. It's a shame, (laughs) because that would be, like, the only positive thing to Mm. come out of it, really. I mean, I'm not sure how it works, unless there's something in his contract that, like, for remake rights, but they probably didn't fucking do that back then because they'd probably do now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably don't expect they didn't expect it to be remade well, yeah, back then. Exactly. I think if I made a film now in Hollywood and they were like, uh, yeah, saying the contract, I was like, can I add something that if you remake it, I get like 20 million? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. It'd be a smart move, wouldn't yeah, it? Totally, yeah. Yeah. But I was saying that, like, you know, it's fine. I find it hard to get like that annoyed about remakes these days, but I'm, t- I'm fucking pissed off about this. They might remake Sister Act. 
Oh, I saw that. Yeah, Disney are going to remake Sister it's Act. It's nothing sacred anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Sister Act. Well, the, 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 apparently the article that I read says the art, the, the release, I think it's from uh, Bride or someone says, it says remake, but there's chances that it could be just like another film with Whoopi, like a sort of, you know, that soft reboot thing where it's a sequel, but it's new cast type of thing. So it might, yeah. it might be a reboot, I don't know. Fucking just random as fuck, sister. It is weird, like, yeah, it's, uh, what's going on, man? Like, is it no, is literally no one willing to make a new film? You know what, though? If this was, <laughs> like, this? if this was five years ago, I would understand because of Glee, High School Musical, and, like, musicals were getting popular with, like, teens again. Yeah. I could honestly say, if that happened then, I'd be like, well, that's kind of smart, really. Mm. But now, it just seems like, well, why? It's, it's, it's like they just fucking picked it up with Tom Bolan. We're like, oh, sister, let's do that next. Well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, the, the list of films that are getting remade. And then, like, same with, like, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. It's kind of, like, weird. Yeah, if they did that, like, ten years ago, yeah, I would have been like, that's a smart time to do it. Or even longer. You know, like, after The Matrix and, like, Crouch and Tiger, and they're just finding a, a martial arts film they could remake. But yeah. now it just seems, it's just like, oh, let's find a vehicle for The Rock or something. Really random. Well, yeah, probably. That's weird. So they'll be making fucking... Jumping Jack Flash or something next as well. <laughs> oh, there's a film I've fucking thought about for years. <laughs> I was, uh, I used to have like, I'm sure I used to have like a poster in my bedroom or something for some reason. <laughs> Jumping Jack Flash, <laughs> just because I, it was a movie poster of a magazine and I just put it up. That's brilliant, wasn't that like Whoopi Goldberg like with her arms and legs stretched out or something? Yeah, like doing like some sort of jump. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just I always, like, vividly remember the poster. I, I, saw, I remember renting that when I was a kid, but I can... Is that the one where she's, like, a computer hacker or something? something she gets like that, in trouble yeah. with the government, yeah. Yeah, full-on. God, that was, a wet, like, 86 or something. Yeah. It was a really big film at the time. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. It was, like, a massive hit. Yeah. Fucking it's weird. the rise of Goldberg. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I must say, though, Sister Act, it's such a fucking... For some reason, it's... Well, I know, I know the reason why. It's totally ingrained in my childhood, because my mother loved it. Mm. And she had the soundtrack, and she used to play it in the car all the time. <laughs> so I've got the soundtrack like jammed in my head from when I was a kid. So it always, I hear it, I always think, I'll see a picture of the post. That always reminds us of being like 10. Oh, when, how old yeah. was it? 92? Just the rack came out? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it would have been about 10. Yeah. I still remember it being like a weirdly like mismarketed film where, like, I don't know, you could almost believe it's like kind of for kids. Mm hmm. Almost, but it's actually quite like on the nose. The film, like, it's well, yeah. swearing in it and stuff. Fucking like with the stories, you know, a mob boyfriend whacks someone and she witnesses it, so she has to go and witness protection. It's not really a family story. No, but the trailers are like Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act. Have fun yeah. with the nuns. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally like that. I remember watching the trailer and going, I think like it's one of those awkward things where I watched it with my mum and dad for the first time, or try to, and my mum and dad were like, eh, this is fucking, this is foul. It's, it's <laughs> only a PG though. I know, I know. But you know what you folks are like. Yeah. <laughs> Any bit of swearing and stuff. So, just remember, like, the first time Ruby Goldberg, Ruby Goldberg starts swearing, I, I was, like, literally starting to swear. <laughs> I think it was, like, my idea to rent it that weekend or something. Oh, you were, you were conned, apparently, by the ad campaign, thinking it was going to be a family movie. <laughs> yeah, basically. That, that was a family movie back then, though. They just, you know, family movies have mm. no balls these days. <laughs> I suppose there is that. Now, you get, a, you get a couple of shits and sons of bitches and PGs back then, not now. Mm. Fuck Sister Act's probably like an 80 now, I'm on a DVD. I probably. Total different film. And Terminator's like a 12 and that's mad. <laughs> it's fucking, it does go mad, doesn't it? Like, yeah. how, like, 18 was like Terminator and Predator and stuff mm-hmm. and that. Now they're like fucking you. <laughs> you see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's insane. 
you've got like kids going around with like I spit on your grave pajamas and stuff and that. <laughs> so that's a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> it is, it is. But you know, it just it just goes back to what we've laughed about before, yeah. like the whole like Freddy toys and stuff. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like action figures of a paedophile. I know, man. That always fucking. <laughs> I know they tried to change it throughout the series that he wasn't a molester. He was just a mm. child murderer. That's still bad. <laughs> it's, it's still bad enough to fucking market him and like lunchboxes and stuff. Yeah. It's funny how it was only Freddy that happened with it. They made like I know you can get like mm. Jason and Michael Myers figures now, but like you you could buy like. Kids had I had one. I had an officially licensed Freddy glove when I was like nine. I was going to say, yeah, it was just it, it wasn't specifically action figures. Or it was just a merchandising machine that yeah, surrounded yeah. the the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It was it was very kid friendly in a weird sort yeah, of way. Kids legally couldn't watch. Yeah, Yeah, that's all uh, the news I've got. I don't know if you've uh, got anything else to mention. Uh, the only thing that I sort of caught uh, of interest was that Disney apparently shut down Tron 3. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. There you go. Tron 3 is not happening. <laughs> I know, everyone was excited for it. For, uh, mm. announced it was a couple of months ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah well, it wasn't a terrible sequel. Like, what was the reason they shut it down? Just couldn't be honest. <laughs> Essentially. Uh, I don't know, actually, let's have a look. Uh, film. I think it's just one of them, like, scheduling things, basically. Mm. Like, with all the other films that are going on at the moment, like Jungle Book and stuff, and, oh, I don't know, something like that. See, I forgot they're doing a Jungle Book movie. Yeah, I think it's just basically too much all at once. Mm. Scheduling problems and shit. It could happen eventually. Yeah, it's one of them. It's uh, Although it's dangerous nowadays, like, if a sequel doesn't happen within a certain time period, it just becomes a fucking remake. Yeah, true. Basically. So, like, it will probably say another Tron film, but it'll just be Tron the remake eventually. But I think everyone was surprised at the time. Like, when they announced it, it was Tron Legacy and it was a sequel, not a remake, and it was an actual proper sequel. Yeah, it is strange that. Every now and then that does happen, doesn't it, where it's just like a random sequel to a film with a 30-year gap or something. Yeah, obviously someone in the boardroom was like, um, how about we just do a fucking sequel? You know, what everyone actually wants. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Because you think that would have been primed for a remake as well. I know, yeah. To be honest. Yeah, absolutely primed for it. But you know, like you said, maybe it's just someone had really big sway. Mm. And we're like, no, I loved the first one. Fuck you, you're not redoing it. Mm. That's it then. Yeah, not nothing there. Another slowish week for news. No, not well. I suppose we've got three stories. Any yeah. stuff we actually could talk about instead of just fucking Suicide Squad. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although I mean, I will say there's been lots more Suicide Squad stuff, and yeah, just yeah. just pictures. There's pictures on Reddit. Well, there was pictures on Reddit yeah. every day. Apparently, the fil- the, the finished uh, on, on location, yeah. yeah, stuff. So that's the end of it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. director said that. They really haven't given anything away. Like the surprises are still quite uh, well hidden. So yeah, I could say that. Yeah, you, you've only really seen them out and about, stood in the street and in cars and stuff. So. And I imagine all that, like what they've shot, probably makes about ten minutes of the film. So. Yeah. And you know, for a fact, it'll be like eight hours long. So. Yeah, well, of course it will. They'll want it fucking like Top Dark Knight and stuff. Yeah, and they'll like split it into two movies and TV series. <laughs> no, <yeah. Got> <laughs> Hopefully not. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. I don't give a shit really. I'm not really that interested. I'll, I'll maybe just get excited and we'll get close to it, but I'm not really that big a comic fan to be to care about Suicide Squad, to be honest. Mm, yeah. so I mean, like, I'm yeah. interested just in the fact that it's like another Joker and Harley Quinn in a movie for the first time. And 
Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Like, first time Ollie Quinn's probably been done. That's what I mean, yeah. Really, yeah, focused on and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And having Batman in a movie in, like, a small role or whatever mm. however it's going to be. It's just, that's never happened before. I'm just a Batman cameo. So. <clears throat> it's quite interesting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we'll get on to uh, the movie. The film. Right of the 13th, part three. Or Jason 3. Jason 3, as you call it when you're a kid. <laughs> Friday the 13th Part 3 was released August 13th, 1982, uh, two days before I was born, and uh, August 13th, sir, is also the anniversary of this very show. Check that out. That's nice. Planets have aligned. Third birthday in a couple of months. Mm. Excited. <laughs> have a big, big show. Big old bash. Uh, with, <laughs> with a budget of $2.5 million, it made $36 million in the US alone, and until Freddy vs. Jason was the most financially successful of the sequels, which is yet another reason why box office totals mean fuck all. <laughs> Yeah. Not a jab at this, I mean Freddy vs. Jason, because, you know... Well, because it's pork. As well as the popularity of slasher films at the time the po- and the popularity of the first two movies, the success is also partly due to the film being shot and released in 3D, which by all accounts wasn't really the easiest of processes and took a hell of a long time to set up single shots and stuff like that. Mm. As well as being in 3D, the film is also most notable in the long-running series for one major reason. It was the introduction of Jason wearing his now iconic hockey mask, an image that would become synonymous with slasher movies and 1980s horror in general. The film was directed by Steve Miner and stars Dana Kimmel, Paul Cracker, Tracy Savage... Larry Zerner and the late Richard Brooker as Jason Voorhees. Sir, uh, give us the plot in the style of a gravelly voiced trailer man. Tell <laughs> Jason Voorhees is back. After narrowly surviving a machete wound to the shoulder, he seeks revenge on all those that dare visit Camp Crystal Lake. A group of young teens don't realize the danger they're in until it is too late. It sounded like you were in slow motion, that was fucked up. It sounded like someone had, put, sounded, someone had time stretched you or something. <laughs> I just put me on effect on it. You did, I'm not even going to have to add anything to that. <laughs> uh, so we'll play a small clip uh, and then we'll talk about the movie. Mm. Hey, Shelly, come on out and meet your date. Bring her to me. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Mm. Sex, sex, sex. You guys are getting boring, you know that? What would a weekend in the country be without sex? Cool it, Andy. Didn't mean it that way. Look, you guys, I want you to have a good time this weekend. What happened to me at the lake happened a long time ago. I'm fine, really, okay? Just forget about me. Oh, I'm supposed to forget that we've been friends. Ah! God damn it, Shirley. Why do you always have to be such an asshole? I beg your pardon. I'm not an asshole. I'm an actor. Same thing. Uh, so yeah, as we, we open like uh, a lot of them do in the, uh, with the first bunch, uh, with a brief recap of the film before the end of uh, part two, but it neglects to actually show the the actual end of part two, and that's probably because Jason looks totally different in this movie than he does. Yeah, yeah, just like, let's leave that bit out. Although technically, I mean, because the end of part two is a bit weird. Like that lab bit where you actually see Jason unmasked could be a dream sequence, so it doesn't really matter. 
Yeah, I suppose. You know, yeah. Continuity is a bit weird in Friday the Thirteenth movies, anyway. So. Well, let's face it. Yeah, story's not the overall <laughs> thing, <No>. really. <laughs> in, in any of these slasher films, really, it's how can they inventively kill people that you kind of don't like? Yeah, well, I mean, they've, they've, they've said that themselves. The producers were like, well, fucking goals, really, to just make it the same as the last one, which is different deaths. <laughs> yeah, which is fair news. Then that's totally not a criticism. No, 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 that's, why, that's, me, that's like, why they're fun. They're just like, a, yeah. to use a cliche term, a roller coaster ride. <laughs> nice. uh, we'll get properly into part three now with uh, Harry Manfredini's funky-ass theme tune, which is, sticks out like a sore thumb in this series. It's brilliant, though. I love it. It's so fucking mad. I'm really catchy after the film. You're just like, bang, 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 bang. just stuck in your head. It's like, <laughs> you hear it on the radio as well later on, and, stuff, yeah. and again, it just totally sticks out like so. Yeah. It's funny. I guess they just went, let's let's give it a more upbeat feel because it's in 3D. It's fun. Yeah, I, I don't know because it just it does go well with the 3D music. I think if it was the usual Friday Thirteen theme, it wouldn't work as well. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah like you said, they're, they're just trying to make it seem like more like a summary sort of blockbuster type film mm. or, and also like Metal Jackson and stuff and mm. that whole thing was coming in with Thriller and stuff I guess stuff it does the music of the time the pop music of the time I guess yeah, yeah. and also what do you think that, like the, the credits as well Total Superman credits yeah yeah <laughs> well apparently <laughs> apparently those looked fucking amazing in 3D I suppose at the, at the time that, that's the only reason they did it for the 3D effect mm. and people were saying like when the, the cast some of the cast members were saying it when they went to see it at the premiere like they were all ducking out the way it was like that effect of shit so I, that's the thing I'd say you can get it on 3D on DVD but it's not the three the, the format of 3D uh, they shot it it's just red and green which isn't what they shot it in yeah you can't I don't think you, I don't think the Blu-ray is any different you can't actually get the proper 3D version on home any home format which you can get like some I remember years ago on eBay when I first signed up eBay there was like a there's a bootleg version Mm-hmm. which is the proper 3D, but you need, like, some fucking converter to watch it, which costs, like, 70 quid and stuff. And just, like, Paramount, there's money there. Release the proper... Bit. Now with Blu-ray 3D technology, I don't know why they didn't. Yeah, well, there's, like, a company, I can't remember what they're called, but they, like, just put the the filters on films. That's what they do and stuff. And I imagine there must be a way of, like, modernising the 3D. Yeah, probably. To, like, today's, you know, like, the, the same... So you just wear the same glasses, like, the... The grey glasses. Yeah, that's and what stuff. I mean. I mean, I'm sure they could do it. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm pretty sure the Blu-ray on the the new box set that came out a couple of years ago isn't the proper. Th- if it's a 3D version. I'm pretty sure it's not the actual proper 3D mm. version. But um, we've got like the sort of cold open of the film, like you normally get um, a couple who run a convenience store near Camp Crystal. There, you got the nagging wife complaining that her husband's eating junk food and he's fat. He's not fat. Leave him alone. Not really. <laughs> it's just a bit of a bum, really. But like I gotta say it's probably my like my least favorite intro of. Any of the further that I just think it goes on way too fucking long. It's way too long, yeah. I mean, let's face it, a part of the scene, a big part of the scene is just setting up 3D stuff. Exactly, you know? that's all it is. It's just yeah. like, it's just <laughs> testing out like 3D gags. It always seems, which is fine. It's fair. That's the point. Yeah, it's the gimmick of the film, but mm. it just drags too long, man. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit in the face as well. Like, like the bit when he gets like the washing pole. And stuff. Oh, I know. And if you, I've so. seen it that many times that every time I just clock his eyes staring right in the camera so he doesn't hit the lens. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. and you get like uh, the snake jumping out at his face, uh, the needle through the mouth, uh, and then yeah, that, that's into it. It's just basically Jason getting some new clothes. Yeah, yeah, and apparently stitching his shoulder back on, which we don't see. Maybe he used the knitting needles. I've got no idea. <laughs> Because, yeah, that machete wound at the shoulder was pretty nasty. Like, yeah, so. <laughs> and uh, director Steve Miner has a brief cameo as the newsreader on the TV. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, cut to a group of uh, happy-go-lucky teens. Uh, we've got Chris, 
who's our emotionally scarred heroine. We've got Andy and Debbie, the Randy couple, who are apparently uh, expecting a baby. Yeah, that's never really... They never visit that again, It's just pretty much. I had a bit more fucking grimness once you did stabs, that's all. <laughs> it's kind of random, but at the same time, it does make her death scene way darker. Yeah, I suppose. We'll get to it later, but it is quite grim. Uh, we've got Shelley, uh, the loner fat guy, with a Jew for all. <laughs> who Who's gets, a total twat. Who gets attention okay. by scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> and uh, we'll meet Shelley's blind date, Vera. She's not impressed by Shelley very much. Not at all. She pre- pretty much just puts him in his place. She's pretty close, just going, oh, cheers, right in his face. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the van's on fire. It's not. It's just two middle-aged hippies, Chuck and Chili. Never understood why these guys are hanging out with a bunch of 18-year-olds. But <laughs> I must say that the ages that are going on in this film seem a bit, like, mismatched. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you can, the cover at the start, you can tell his wife's, like, 20. <laughs> and then, like, the, the jumper guy, fucking whatever he's called. Rick. Rick. Uh, he's, like, way, he seems way older than all of them. I think, even though I don't think he was. No, I think but, part of that is just that, like, people in the early 80s just looked older than they were. <laughs> yes, Every generation starts to look young. It's weird. I don't really know how yeah. it works. Hey, look, at, yeah. look at pictures of Clint Eastwood when he was 12. He looks like 39. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, a moustache and a cigar. <laughs> yeah, he's high chair in that. But I guess they're hanging out with them. The kids are probably hanging out there and just because, you know, it's befriended well, them to get some weed, probably. Get some weed. Yeah, that's just what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, but they're in the van. They think the cops are going to pull them over, so they're all most of them start cramming the weed in their mouth to hide the evidence. Seriously, if they ate that much weed, they'd be fucking tripping the fuck out for, like, the entirety of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it is quite... It serves to be quite a good scene, actually. Like, I did chuckle. I, it always gets a laugh out of us. Yeah. That, you know, they're just obviously trying to eat it down and the cops aren't even after them. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just whiz straight by and they're like, oh, fuck. They're on their way to the crime scene from the start of the movie. Yeah. Uh, which they pass by. And that uh, doesn't exactly fill Christmas confidence that it's going to be, a, you know, a nice weekend. Because there's obviously, we'll find out later, she's got some dark secret as to why she not, doesn't like going there. But, which I hate, yeah, which, which is, we'll get to, and I fucking hate it. But it's stupid, yeah. <laughs> on the road, they almost kill a vagrant who has an eyeball that he he gave to him to warn them. I don't really know what's going on there. The, yeah, the, only, re- the only reason this guy's in the film is because they killed Crazy Ralph from the first two in the last movie, so they needed another crazy old bastard to, like, warn them. So in this, it just comes across as dead random. Like, it, I was used to think when I first saw it, so Jason gave him an eyeball. Then I'm like, no, wait, no. He found an eyeball, and I was like, he's obviously just a crazy old guy, and it's just another excuse for a 3D gag, but... 3D gag, yeah, he just puts the eye right to the camera and stuff. <laughs> God. Yeah, like stuff 3D films like this that are like really like chuck and shift shit at the camera can be quite mm. annoying to watch when you're not watching them in 3D. Yeah, yeah, I totally. It, it it breaks the I don't know like the your connection to the film. Yeah. It really just pops you out of it and you think, well, this is just like a daft film. These films are made for a cinema experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, totally. still a fun movie. They don't quite work on uh, home video or home <laughs> video or whatever. Yeah, the eye gets rammed into the camera and uh, to gross out the audience, which I imagine probably looked quite horrible in 3D. Yeah. The teens leave quickly because he's weird and probably stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Stinks a piss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they reach their old holiday destination. Uh, Chris's, I think it's their parents' summer house or something like that, or old property. Something. It's, it's some, I think it's something to do with Rick, isn't it? I think. Mm. I, I don't know whether I, I misinterpreted that. It, he seemed to be in control of the whole I think, thing. like, he looks after the place when they're not there type of thing. Yeah. She does mention yeah. it's, like, a parent's place and stuff like that. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll meet Rick, an old flame of uh, Chris's, who is, basically has blue balls and can't wait to, to bang her, basically. <laughs> He's all over her within five seconds. 
<laughs> pretty much. Mm. Yeah. And he's all just like, oh, I've got to take cold showers. Uh, snap us off in the barn. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and while showing everyone at the room, Chris notices the barn door closed. That's just uh, Jason moving into his new house. He's like, damn it, barn. I gotta retire. <laughs> Sick out of this killing shit. To say it's lovely, this is where I'm going to do most of killings. <laughs> <laughs> no, my theory is that Jason, after taking that machete to the shoulder, was just saying, I've, I've, done, I've already done it once, but I'm sick of this shit. I'm going to just find a nice place to fucking relax, get a pie, <laughs> calm down. And then people keep walking into his house and trespassing, so he has to kill them. <laughs> That's my fucking idea for this movie. Because it's funny, because like, a lot of characters do actually... like take themselves to Jason. Yeah. Jason doesn't do much chasing in this film, really, in end. comparison well, to the others. he's just sitting there, like, reading the paper, he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Whilst putting bales of hay in the barn, uh, Chris and Rick hear a blood-curdling scream. They find Shelley with an axe in his forehead. It's just a prank, of course, because he's a dickhead. Because he's a twat, yeah. Like, and he doesn't understand why girls don't like no. him. No. It's got nothing to do with the afro or your belly. It's to do with the fact that you constantly annoy the fuck out of people. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone's annoyed at him. Uh, Vera decides, I don't really know why, this dress her out. I guess, you know, but it's prank stuff. It's just, oh, I, need to, I need to get away from this. You've only been there five minutes, man. I know he's annoying, <laughs> but Jesus. Uh, she takes Rick's car. Shelley begs to tag along and she lets him. Because she's nice. Vera's nice, even she's though nice. Shelley calls yeah. her a bitch later. And I'm always like, fuck you, Shelley. No, she's not. Yeah, exactly. She like keeps giving them second chances. Yeah. One dickhead. Uh, Larry Zeno, though, who played Shelley, was, uh, he was found either by... This is weird coincidence. He was found either by, like, cast and folk or producers whilst he was handing out, I think, like, flyers for a screen to Mad Max 2. Oh. Which is weird. Humongous hockey mask. <laughs> mm, there's, like, a weird connection yeah, there. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. And now, these days, he's an entertainment lawyer, is Larry Zeno. Is he? Mm. There you go. Lloyd of the Stars. Uh, we'll get <laughs> Who would have thought? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish guy becoming a lawyer. <laughs> he doesn't have the hair anymore, though, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, we'll get brief hints during a talk between Debbie and Chris that something happened to Chris last time she was here. Hmm, the plot thickens. Mm. At the store, Vera and Shella getting in an altercation with some badass dudes and a lady, <laughs> some bikers. Some, some 80s badass dudes, which always makes me laugh even more at, like, that joking... Um, thingy uh, family guy where he's like oh, oh, it's 80s black guys and then they're like no it's not 80s black guys it's like 2000 black guys <laughs> and they're like way meaner and stuff because yeah, yeah. like I don't know they're supposed to be like bad guys but they don't really come off as that nasty <laughs> they come off kind of like school bullies <laughs> yeah old school bullies and stuff like gives me wallet back now say please say it again <laughs> so yeah I, I just always love the 80s interpretation of like thugs mm. <laughs> yeah, so they, they've always got like le- leather chaps on and stuff <laughs> so, totally like police academy or something I remember when I, before the first time I ever saw this I saw it on telly and um the write-up in the paper was totally misleading. <laughs> and I was kind of disappointed after I saw the film because the, the write-up made it sound... I was like, that sounds weird, but brilliant. Obviously, whoever did the write-up watched the first 20 minutes and then did the write-up. It was like, this time, Jason fights off a gang of bikers. <laughs> and I was like, for the whole movie, that sounds amazing! <laughs> so sort of like Mad Max yeah, fucking I had this, mashup. Straight away, I had this image in my head of like, a gang of guys on bikes surrounding Jason and they're to fight them off. <laughs> I saw the film and was like, what, what's up? They're dead? What the fuck? So much you totally do that. Like, have fucking humongous for Jason. <laughs> yeah, team up, man, like a tag team. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> uh, But as they leave, Shelley accidentally uh, backs into the bikes mm. and then the character named Ali leaves them with a broken windshield from his uh, chain on his hand. Shelley says, fuck this, and runs over the bikes again. Not very smart. 
I get, I get it. He's trying to be a man. He's trying to impress Vera to get some action. But, but you know, and he's all like punching the air and going, "Yeah, I did it!" And she's like patting him, going, "Yeah." And it's like, no, all you've managed to accomplish is like, you, you've sealed your face. Yeah, you've, 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 you've kind of pissed off potential murderers, <laughs> <laughs> basically. And like, you know, you're camping nearby, so they're gonna find you. And stuff. Yeah, you're not that far away. They'll just find you. And they do find him eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, more 3D trickery with Andy lowering his yo-yo onto Debbie's face. That's not a euphemism. He's delivering a yo-yo <laughs> into her face. He's not, he's not teabagging her. Yeah, I tell you though, I'd lower my yo-yo onto her face. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, like, that, that's one thing, like, the, the girls in this film are, are very attractive. Mm. Like, and and kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> and... Not in a not in a like overly eighties way either. Like they're not all they don't all have massive hair and like high socks and stuff. Yeah. So they're like relatably attractive even today mm. by today's standards. I think Savage is bloody gorgeous. She's one of my favourite uh, Friday Thirteenth ladies. Debbie, the pregnant one. Yeah, yeah, she's really nice. Now I was just going to say that Dana Kimmel, she's she's like quite nice. It's just a shame she can't act for shit. Well, she's very soap <laughs> opera, isn't she? Yeah, total like she reminds us of, like Resident Evil and stuff. <laughs> she's like, what? What is it? Blood. To be fair, I just don't notice the act, the bad act in Friday the 13th anymore. It's just like it's just <laughs> part of the scenery. I just don't yeah. pick up on it now. But yeah, when she has a like um, monologue later, it's a bit. You know, lots of lots of throwing your head back and sighing and very soap opera. Yeah, stuff. whenever she has to deliver some like emotion or anything, that's when it really struggles. The rest of the time, you know, it's 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 serviceable, but it's just when it fine, yeah. when it focuses on her and it's like, oh god. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say about Tracy Savage. I mean, she quit acting after this and went on to become a reporter, and she mm. testified in the O.J. Simpson trial. Mm. Fucking mad mm. that. That's pretty mad, yeah. yeah. It was a news anchor reporter for years. I think she, I I think she still is, I'm not sure. Is, is she related to fucking, in any way, Nick Savage, who played Ali? I wonder. Um, I don't think so. Coincidence? <laughs> Probably Maybe not. Maybe Fred Savage. I don't know. He's not, he's not the blackest of guys, that's all. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Different mum, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> the biker gang arrives at the farmstead for some payback. Uh, by siphoning the gas out of the teen's van and then attempting... Mm. They're going to set the barn on fire. Bit much! <laughs> yeah, I like how, like, it goes to one extreme where they're like, don't worry, nobody's going to get hurt. And they're like, we're just going to fucking burn, probably cause someone to die. Yeah, probably. But then, you know, it's Jason's house. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, exactly. Like, Hold on a fucking second. I've just moved in. You're going to set me house on fire. <laughs> yeah, if there's one house you don't want to burn down, it's Jason's house. <laughs> he's flat, man. It's his man cave. Leave him alone. But uh, they go in and they're picked off one by one. With uh, one is uh, the the woman is trussed up on one of the beams with a pitchfork in her neck. Fox. Fox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then the, what's the other guy called? I always forget his character. The guy um, stabbed in the stomach with a pitchfork. I don't know. Could it be Chuck? Maybe. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, because there's not that many characters in the film. I don't remember another Chuck. <laughs> no, not really. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure they actually say his name, or if they do, they only say it once or something. I think it is. I think they mentioned the Crystal Lake memories. I mean, I think it is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Ali's the last one to go in there, and he's clubbed to death with a... I think it's a wrench. It's hard to it's tell, but I think it's a wrench. Uh, his head would be, obviously be in fucking bits. Because <laughs> <laughs> he chased and hits him about ten times. <laughs> and then, but, you know, as we'll see later, he's hard as fuck, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Just comes back very briefly. Uh, it's night time now. Uh, Chris and Rick have gone for a wee drive and I sat having a chat. But meanwhile, a juggling contest is uh, going on because 3D. Mm. And, uh, juggling into the camera. Yep. 
Awesome. Uh, and Shelley perves on Vera's ass. Yeah, <laughs> and gets denied brutally again once more. Yeah, but she's nice about it though. Yeah, I don't think she. She's, there's no. Re- that's what I like about this one in particular with the characters. There's no annoying "I'm a bitch" character and I hate everyone. You know what I mean? Mm. She's the closest you get, but really, she's just like, just don't embarrass yourself. She's trying to do him a favour. Yeah, basically. And then she walks away, and he's like, she's like, we'll talk about it later. I'm just going to go get some fresh. And she's like, oh, you know, oh, all right, cheers. Fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah, he just told snaps. Who's the real bitch, yeah. Shelley? You. <laughs> uh, Chris tells Rick about the time uh, she was attacked by a grotesque man a few years before in the same location, and I said, I hate this. Yeah, because th- this isn't like a callback to the previous films, yeah. or is it? It's just not like... Before part two. Yeah, because so, I'd always doubt myself and think, did this happen yeah, in, like, know. one or two or something? Oh, it, but, yeah. Because it implies that Jason, like, raped her or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because how does it... It yeah, it, she gets grabbed, gets dragged away. She kicks and the knife, she and then she just up. wakes up, and like she's not hasn't been harmed. So it applies that like Jason's like trying to fucking rape her at knife point or something. I'm just yeah. like, Jason's not a fucking rapist. No, he just straight out revenge killing basically. Yeah, like, to, like yes, that's not a trick question. To you, is Jason a bad guy or slash villain? Um, well, yeah. Well, he just fucking bulldozes through people basically yeah. that's all I, I mean, see in, in the context of the films obviously he's the he's the villain he's the big mm. evil monster and stuff but really like i guess this is me just thinking of like in the whole range of the movies like and stuff like that but he's really no, he's, right. he's like he, he is like the tragic he's the he's like a bro. twisted anti-hero yes. in a way i see what you mean yeah. Yeah. yeah all he's doing is he's like a big man child who's getting thinks he's getting revenge on like he's for his mother's death that's it yeah. So yeah. just like I said, it's all retroactive. You're looking back and like in this one, they're like, ah, oh, he's also a fucking massive piss. <laughs> just makes <laughs> us go, ah, oh, I wish they'd never done this scene. But, mm. Yeah, it's like the only time they ever had him do anything like that as well. Yeah, well, I guess it doesn't really stand out in the film with, with it being like shitly done and stuff. You yeah, know, like you know, people forget about it basically. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. a good thing. True. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the hippies uh, see what they think is Shelley heading into the barn, so they attempt to go find him. And scare him, giving him a taste of no medicine, but they find nothing. But apart from Jason, just probably hanging around the background, going, "Oh, get out of my house!" <laughs> and uh, Vera's on the jetty outside, and is pranked by Shelley wearing a wetsuit and a hockey mask. Uh, he certainly came prepared, and a fucking brought a wetsuit with him. <laughs> yeah, like what was he planning? Like, seeing as it's like presumably quite hot there and stuff, yeah. why would you need a wetsuit? Well, because he's fat, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it says earlier they're skinny dipping, and I'm not skinny, and I'm like Heidi's fat and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that like he's the first one like do you think Jason saw this character popping out the water and was like I'm going to do that one day probably <laughs> that, yeah. that will be my trademark yeah. popping out the water so really you should give Shelley more credit you gave him his fucking hockey mask and gave him an idea mm. <laughs> <Give> some, <laughs> some tips for the future uh, Vera gets pissed off at him obviously because it was a twatish prank mm. uh, Shelley sulks off hearing a noise in the barn uh, Vera realising she still has Shelley's wallet has a little route through it sees a picture of him and his mum I think um, she drops it into the water and as she goes to get it and here we'll have the debut of Jason in the iconic hockey mask which is a yeah, big, big moment in the series yeah totally it, it, like just obviously set the tone for the rest of them mm, yeah <laughs> and a great death scene as well like shoots her in the eye with a harpoon yeah kind of like uses the 3D as well yeah I imagine that was really cool yeah. yeah and I think it's in the, like a lot of maybe the first, actually all of them pretty much all the Friday the 13th had all the death scenes were trimmed yeah this was definitely one of them apparently it's it's quite nasty actually isn't it, it is, out of yeah. all of them yeah, yeah. it's quite yeah. nasty and quick and just I know, the way he does it, it's really brutal and like it's very human the way he does it like it's just cold yeah. he just stands there for a minute and like 
there's just enough time for her to realise who he is yeah. and that he's not a good guy. And then she dies, and then he just, the way he just tosses it down, I like, love done with I, that. I love the way he tosses <laughs> it down, he just like, then the way he turns, it's like, he's just casually thinking, well, may as well kill the rest of the fuckers while I'm out here. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I mean, it's just totally a casual manoeuvre. Like, I'm never going to get a fucking sleep tonight if these fuckers are wandering <laughs> in all the fucking time. Uh, Andy and Debbie are rotten like polecats in the hammock. I'll just say I just always write fucking stupid handstand guy. I know. <laughs> because this is established quite a lot actually in the film. Yeah, he does it, it early and you're like, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> but it's just to like get get it in your head that he does handstands. It does set up one of the best deaths in the series. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. I remember like you showing me that scene like repeatedly. It's fucking <laughs> Just like rewinding it over and over it's again. It's fucking funny. Classic us. And it's just like, it's that's another death that's really nasty but it's really darkly funny as well basically if you don't like his character you'll find it funny <laughs> yeah which you know it's surely everybody hates his character yeah. so uh debbie has a shower and um, we'll get a little psycho tease but really it's just andy being a prick doing his 20 handstand walk and but like it's such a good setup he goes out of the bathroom goes into the bedroom and as he comes back jason's just you can just see his feet in a machete and you're like here we go <laughs> <laughs> he just like bumps into him sort of thing and looks up looks up and he just like splits him from like groin to belly button that's brilliant <laughs> I love that like it's obviously like so, it's obviously it's like a dummy that he hits or something yeah. but, but the fact that it's a dummy adds to the effect because it, it's legs like flop really quickly yeah when he chops it, it just looks really nasty. It's edited so well to where all you see of the dummy is just the impact and then he falls. It looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. apparently, of course, it was trimmed slightly. I think it was a lot more bloody because you don't really mm. see that. You just see the impact. You don't see much of the gore. So mm-hmm. there was a bit of that there. But all that stuff will never come out. It's probably fucking been destroyed years ago because Paramount didn't, didn't give two shits about the Friday the 13th series. Yeah, the footage probably lost. It, or if it ever is found, it'll be so unusable. Mm. That's what, there's no point. Because, I mean, footage is available for, like, six, like, really rough cut footage. And f- there's yeah. cut footage from four that's in really good quality, but most of the others, not really. Mm, a lot of shit. Yeah, because you can never get, like, the full uncut versions now, because it's probably been lost. Like I said, Friday the 13th made shitloads of money for Paramount, but they're always quite embarrassed by it from most accounts. So. <laughs> just nice. get shitty, really. Not necessarily the producers like Frank Mancuso, just, just you know, the higher-ups always like, oh, like fucking Friday the 13th, it wasn't making with so much money. <laughs> Uh, well that's it and it was making them so much money mm. so why the fuck would they be like ugh, it's just it? like the fucking reviews what? they would get man like just mm. watch the infamous like Roger Ebert review of Friday the 13th part 4 he just you'd think he'd just watched Cannibal Holocaust like his review but he's so angry <laughs> saying all this film is teaching the young generation of today is that you're gonna gr- you're gonna go to school grow up and get fucking stabbed and stuff like that and you're like Jesus <laughs> calm down Roger <laughs> no <laughs> Debbie's death now. Uh, well, she's reading a Fangoria with a nice little nod to Savini, one of the articles mm. you see briefly like that. It's, it's grim for many reasons. The last thing she sees before she dies is a fucking boyfriend split in half above her. Mm. She's pregnant and she just gets stabbed in the neck. <laughs> Once again, it was it's a nod to Kevin Bacon's death in the first movie with the arrow through the neck and stuff. Yeah. And you notice it does cut rather quickly because it was, it was, there was supposed to be blood squirting out and hitting down her face and stuff, but no. <laughs> Cutting room floor, never to be seen again bit too much yeah. uh, Chuck the hippie goes in the cellar to sort out the fuse box and he's pushed into it by Jason like Raccoon bit of a lame death it is actually a bit of a wasted opportunity yeah, yeah. it doesn't really you expect more most of the deaths take advantage of the 3D but that one not really I guess the sparks no. maybe flow off the screen I don't know uh, it could be maybe in something like that uh, meanwhile Chili discovers Shelley's corpse 
uh, thinks he's arsing around as you would because he's been a bell end for most of the movie. Yeah, classic uh, setup for that as well. Like boy who cries yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, realizes he's not and does some acting. That's <laughs> 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 all she does for like ten minutes. It's like please kill her quickly. Uh, Jason stabs her with a red hot poker right into the camera. Oh, why not? <laughs> and a great shot when he picks her up and carries a corpse out. I was like that shot. He yeah. looks fucking huge. He was big. He was a big bloke, Richard Brooker, but like with the hump on his shoulder, it just makes Jason look giant. It's like a really nice shot as well, just uh, just before that, when, you know, when the stone is like going to the the fuse box. Yeah. And he like finally gets the lights on. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the lights come on, Jason's like behind him, and just like right under the lamp. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Again, just like really nicely with all the shadow work going on and stuff. It's pretty cool. It's a shot like that that wasn't in the film, but they did a shot like that that's in the trailer for the remake, and I always figured it was a reference to that shot in part three. Yeah. Where the light just comes on, it's just like silhouetted him slightly. It's really cool. But yeah, it is a nice shot there. I forgot about that. Yeah. Chris and Rick arrive back at the house. It's a, it's a windy night. It's a spooky night. And uh, seemingly the house is empty, but uh, Rick ends up with his head crushed and his eye pops out <laughs> right into the camera. It just runs off. I like the fact that like when she's looking for him, he's just like around the corner being like held back by Jason. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like grim. See, this is my favourite Jason. Not this in particular, but this like the first four, when Jason yeah. was still human. And not yeah. a zombie. I mean, I like the zombie ones, but the older I've got, the less I prefer, like, the cane hotter Jason and stuff. Mm. I like human yeah. Jason, where he would fucking run at you and stuff, and that's what I was annoyed as when the remake came out and he, that end shot at the end where he runns. Mm. Yeah, people are like, well, Jason does not run. And I was like, he fucking does. It's just not mm-hmm. when he's a fucking zombie, he doesn't run. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was just the later films, really, that changed that, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, Jason doesn't run, he just teleports at buildings and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, I mean, it, yeah, if you're going to whinge about something like that, you should be whinging about the fact that, like, people, like, in the, the later films are, like, literally running full sprint, yeah. and then suddenly he's, like, behind them again. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. Yeah, exactly. well, that's <laughs> Part eight is terrible for that. For he's fucking people. He's like behind them at the bottom of the stairs. They look up and he's at the top of the stairs and stuff. And you're like, oh come on, that is a vampire or something. Yeah, <laughs> Just fucking bumps all over the place. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about the uh, the eye popping? I mean, it's 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 you know it's a cheap gag, but it look, I imagine it looks pretty good in three D. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of them gags that it probably looked really good on a cinema screen yeah. and the 3D effect, but, like, on a sort of high-quality DVD, on a, a high-quality TV screen these days, it does look pretty Well, you can see the wire as well, that's, blatantly obvious. Yeah. yeah. It's an effect that's not aged very no, well. No, but it's an it. inventive death scene, though, like his eye popping out and shit. It's, yeah. quite, it's yeah. a bit goofy, but it's quite cool. Though. I always sort of think any sort of head crushing as well is grim. Mm. Like, any film, like... Fucking Highland, Highlander two when he like splits the guy's head open. Oh yeah. Uh, any film that involves any sort of head grabbing and crushing or, or splitting, I was thinking, hot oh, script. That's one um, moment that I wish was available in high quality. In, in part seven, it's it pretty much doesn't exist in the film now. But in the full uncut mm-hmm. version, he Jason grabs a guy like by the jaw on the top of the head and basically just squashes it to like the size of a fucking apple. <laughs> it's so gory, it's ridiculous. It's just like gallons of fucking blood squirting out of his eyes and mouth. And I was like, no fucking wonder the MPA were like, we can get rid of that for a start. <laughs> uh, Chris finds a um, biker corpse outside, runs back into the house, and Jason flings Rick's corpse through the window. I love Jason, this, this period of Jason. He would love just chucking dead bodies through windows at people. <laughs> yeah, it's like, rather than just using like a rock or a piece of wood that's readily at hand. Like, I'm well, just going to chuck this corpse. Yeah, waste no one. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the shot of him appearing at the window with the machete. That's a classic shot as well. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a few shots in this that are like quintessential Jason yeah. sort of thing, where when you think of Jason, you, you see that image in your head. Yeah, totally. And she, she runs upstairs and tips a bookcase on him. And <laughs> according to Brooke, I think it's on the comp, Reese's, this hurt a lot. Really? Shitloads of real books, just even if you've got a headpiece on, like your shoulders and your chest and your back, just like spines of books twatting you from all the way up. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> uh, I think Stacey had a quite funny joke, actually, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but she said, like, you see you wouldn't have that with Kindles these days. <laughs> you wouldn't have the option. <laughs> I, just I just thought that was such a random point, but it was funny as fuck. Yeah, it's, you know, like, people don't have bookshelves and books anymore. If so. they, like, try and reference this scene in the next movie, she should just, like, throw the Kindle at him and it just smashes on him and he doesn't move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chris, hiding in a closet, discovers Debbie's corpse and Jason attempts to chop through the door. And we get... I was, like, there's a few scenes like this in a few films where, like, someone has to, like, take the knife out of a friend to defend themselves it's always really, yeah. a really grim thought isn't it really yeah like messing around with the body basically mm. is like I don't know it's very it's a very relatable creep factor thing going on like yeah. <laughs> like having to go into the pockets of a dead body mm. or like that you know what I mean like that sort you of thing you can imagine having to do that and being like that would be horrible yeah yeah definitely which stabs him in the hand as he puts his hand through total bastard yeah, and then stabs him in the kneecap which always wins yeah. that right at the top of the kneecap yeah like down into the leg yeah. like, god and this is back when Jason actually made like noises he's like oh you fucking <laughs> yeah he's like oh <laughs> makes like these little noises uh, she hides near the entrance and twats Jason with a log as he exits which is quite funny just mm. not expecting that this is another good story Brooker tells on the uh, commentary because he's British well he doesn't sound British he's got like a weird accent but he is an English bloke and he's very English yeah. like he smoked a pipe and shit yeah. and uh, apparently during one take he just came out smoking a pipe with a walking stick <laughs> I was like I wish shit like that was, that would be amazing yeah, like extras. yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris attempts to escape in the van but there's no petrol you see because the bloody bike gang for mercy that was a nice setup. bloody bike yes. well, yeah it is nice a nice like come full circle moment yeah and she, uh, but she, she gets the reserves but the tyre goes down and one of the planks on the bridge and Jason grabs her through the window she rolls him up and then he nuts it with a hockey mask which is a nice touch using the hockey mask to his advantage yeah yeah it's quite cool total like Terminator 2 moment <laughs> <laughs> this reminds us of her uh, she runs to the barn and now Jason's really fucked off because she's gone in his house and stabbed him <laughs> twice uh, but she hides and we get this kind of unique list for the series like you get to see what Jason does when he's by himself. Yeah. You never see that. Like, he's just looking around for her and stuff, and that's something you've never seen in any of the other movies, pretty much. I just love how angry he gets. <laughs> yeah, the more it goes on, he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Starts, like, giving, like, little kicks to, like, like little pots and stuff. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, fuck. And then she's hiding up in the rafters, and she loses her grip and pretty much does a rear view on him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we said that, yeah. <laughs> and I was also laughing at just the fact that, like, how girly she is, like, how she's, like, running away tripping over and like when she does manage to hide she starts like slipping off because she's a girl yeah. <laughs> stuff. you know what I mean it's just like ah, classic portrayal like nowadays she would be all like why is like cracking and kicking Jason's ass because she's a girl because you know what I mean like it's just it's interesting the shift in like dynamics and how, are you, how women are, you, are portrayed are you trying to say you wish it was like about in the good old days and women knew their place <laughs> <laughs> no not at all not at all <laughs> 
No, I just think like basically both both spectrums. It's the end of both spectrums, and both get it wrong. Yeah, basically. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that's all I mean. Like in in the eighties, it was like damsel in distress, and the girl tripped over and couldn't do shit. And <laughs> even if they got a gun, they probably couldn't fire it because the safety was on and stuff. Themselves. Yeah, but like now we've gone to the other like angle where like women are like overly capable and stuff, and then it's and like it's, kind of insulting. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, not in a fucking sexist yeah. way. I know I always go down the sexist route. I, I just like <laughs> putting, fucking women. I just like putting fuel in the fire because it makes us laugh. <laughs> but I just always think, like, ugh, it's too in your face yeah. and stuff. Like, I, I just want my people to run in terror from, from Jason, but I know that, like, these days they'd be tempted, like, have this, like, capable woman who isn't actually afraid of Jason well, and stuff. There's, there's one bit that I... It, not necessarily because it's, like, how it... It's just, like, the line is just too action movie-ish in the, in the remake where, like... Jason's got, like, a thing around his neck and he's heading towards, like, a bailer. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to pull him in. And then before um, he gets killed, and it's that Amanda Rigetti from uh, Angel Blade. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I think she says, say hi to mommy before she kills him. And I was like, oh, I was God. like, ah! <laughs> 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 I, was, I was quite enjoying it. I was, like, quite enjoying it up until that bit. I'm like, just don't say anything, man, Jesus. <laughs> just, like, mute us at that point. <laughs> I prefer just fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. They're coming up some witty little lane. I'm not saying that. I do always kind of get a fist pumpy, it's like smile on my face at the end of Freddy vs. Jason, where she picks up Jason's machete and before she chops Freddy's head off, shouts, Welcome to my world, bitch. I always quite like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I always quite makes us laugh. Uh, where the fuck was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, shovel. Shovel bit. Yeah, so I head to the upper level of the barn, twatting Jason the back of the head with a shovel. <laughs> Total doink yeah. at the moment. <laughs> Unconscious, she ties the rope used to bring the uh, hay up around his neck, pushes him off uh, out the upper exit, hanging him, basically. It's quite a nasty stunt, that is. It looks real. Like It looks like a proper hanging. It's really cool. I think like hanging stunts in the industry, especially back then, were always considered like quite dangerous. Yeah, especially from the well. fucking height he drops down as well. I mean, yeah. obviously he didn't drop down the full height, but you get that long shot when he just bounces and it looks, mm. you know, slightest thing could go fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, is he dead? Is he fuck? Of course he's not dead. They're, they're never dead, no. you know what I mean? Christ, I've learned one thing. If I'm being chased by a psychopath, when finally I, like, kill him, I'm, like, picking an axe up and I'm going to town on his body. Like, just literally <laughs> taking his heart out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to not stop. I'll, I'll take his heart out, chop his legs off, his head, I'll, his fingers are coming off, <laughs> basically. I'm just not going to stop because they always come back. But, you know, that doesn't stop Jason because that happens at the end of part four and he gets brought back yeah. by lightning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally is no stop. No, literally not, no. Um, she goes back down, pulls to open the door, he's hanging there, and we get a quite nice jump scare where he springs back to life. The way his hand goes up is really creepy. The way he grabs the rope and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pulling off the news, revealing his little wee boat race, and uh, she realises the guy who probably raped her years ago. And he gives a mega creepy pervy grin, which always makes me go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and puts the mask It's the little fucking, that he gives after. It's horrible. Yeah. Really creepy. But Ali, the fucking hardest fuck biker with a head made out of iron, uh, returns. And what always makes us laugh about this is she has no idea who the fuck he is. <laughs> I suppose she's not even seen him. Yeah, yeah. She should be reacting to both of them like, fuck it, who the fuck are you? Like, why is there a crazy fucking biker guy hiding out in my barn? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, she never saw him through any of the films. And they never so. mentioned the bikers to the rest of them, weirdly. No. Yeah, yeah she just said, they just say they ran into trouble or something, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he gets his hand lobbed off and I like how this time Jason's like right, I'm going to make sure you did this time so hits him with a machete about like 25 times I love how like 
I don't know, like, so immediate he dies. <laughs> he just comes back and dies, like, instantly. He's just been hanging out in that room for, like, 12 hours going, oh, when he comes back, I'm telling you. <laughs> Planning all these moves and stuff, and he yeah. just dies instantly. Well, Jason is distracted, though. Chris uh, grabs an axe, buries it into Jason's head, causing the iconic axe mark and the mask that would carry over into most of the other movies, and uh, he's dead, mm. technically, till the next movie. He's dead. Technically. Yeah. Uh, Chris gets into a canoe next morning. She sees Jason is quote unquote still alive. Uh, Mrs. Voice corpse grabs her from the water. Na- a nice but random nod to the because f- she doesn't know who she did. No one calls. No one knows he's Jason, or no one mentions Mrs. Voice in this movie. So why is she dreaming about Mrs. Voice? Mm, yeah. Makes no sense. All, all she has is that some perv yeah. attacked her years ago, yeah. and now there's a psychopath trying to kill him. Yeah, yeah. I suppose she knows. Yeah. She knows nothing yeah. about the. It's just well, there was two endings filmed. Oh. And this is the one they went with because the original ending they thought was too depressing. <laughs> what, does she actually die? Like? Basically, it's like, she buries the axe in his head the next morning, she goes to the barn or something, or goes to the door, and Jason appears with a machete and just lobs her head off, and that was the end, and they, it wasn't a dream sequence. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds much better. I know, it is. It's the, it's, a, it's the ending, it would have been a better ending for this film, but yeah. I like this ending just because of the way it leads into the start of the fourth one. Yeah, and the fourth one's my favourite one, so I kind of like it for that. But yeah, that would have been a way better. And just say, ah, oh, nightmares over. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> <laughs> just that. No. Yeah, just no, I think it's never come out. There's pictures of it, behind the scenes pictures of him lobbing their fake head off and stuff, but it's never yeah. been found, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> so she's caught off by the cops, seemingly driven insane by all this jazz, laughing at herself all the way. Yeah, and then there you go. That's for, and you get a little shot of the lake with a little ripple. Nightmare's not over, sir. It's not over. It's another 20 movies to go. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, favourite character, Jason. <laughs> got, got to be Jason. Not, there isn't even any point in discussing it. <laughs> and Debbie, just because I fancy it. Yeah, I, I suppose, like I said, they're all they're all pretty hot, really. Mm. So, And most yeah. of the characters, I mean, Andy's an annoying dick with his handstand, but he's not too annoying. Shelley's not that mm. annoying. You kind of feel sorry for him a little bit. I know I've been a bit harsh with him, but he is quite sympathetic in parts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, favourite death? It's got to be the handstand. Yeah, that's right as well. Andy's death yeah. is fucking genius. Yeah, easily. It's one of my favourites in the entire series. That, like, the um, the sleeping bag death in part seven, which is always mm. funny. Yeah. Uh, the callback to it in Jason X. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. And he's just beating the shit out of it. <laughs> and they're, like, not dying or something. Yeah, and they're just like, uh, guys, uh, he's, he's almost finished. Just cuts back and he's just beating another girl to death with another girl in a sleeping bag. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, but rec- would you recommend it as some- for someone who hasn't seen any of them before? It's a hard one. I, pro- I probably wouldn't recommend the start here, to be honest. Mm. I'll pro- I think it's probably a week, Friday the 13th film, yeah. out of all of them. Um, so uh, I'll probably say no, to be honest. No? That's no. I would probably recommend either like the first one or the fourth one or, yeah. or something. As as like a, you've never seen them, check that one out. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it wouldn't be one I would recommend. If like if I was if I wasn't going to recommend the first one, it wouldn't be one I'd recommend. Yeah, because the the pacing's off and everything. I mean, Christ, Jason doesn't properly appear until like forty minutes in or mm. something. It's like ugh, bit of a bit, short to watch. It's, it's not one of my favorite ones. Mm. I like certain moments. Well, that's it. It's it's a difficult one because there it has some of the best moments in the franchise in it as well, though. So strangely, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's it's a funny film. I just think as a film as a whole, I probably would shy away from recommending it to people. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> as I said, it's not one of my favorites, but and it's also it's kind of like it's the odd one out in a few ways. Like for starters, it's in three D. Mm. It 
it's in scope, like cinema scope, unlike the rest of them until like I think like Freddy vs. Jason. It, yeah. it just looks a lot different. Like one, two, four, and five all have a very similar like gritty look to them. And this mm. one, probably because it was shot in 3D and they needed everything to look more vibrant, is like way more colourful and stuff. Cinematography is a lot different and stuff. So it just always stands out as a really odd yeah. one out for me anyway. Yeah. But you know, it's the first film with a hockey mask. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, it's it's a funny one. Mm. I, I think overall, probably no, but it's certainly worth checking out uh, as a horror fan, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, as like, far as like the first five go, I don't mm. think there's one that like. They're, they're my favourites from one to five is probably yeah. I'm six yeah but I wouldn't say there was any of them that like are, it's not a terrible slasher there's worse slasher movies it's just not a it's not the best for the 13th movie from yeah. to us anyway I suppose yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. but I would love to see it if there was ever like a like a sort of special showing in a cinema in the original 3D like original original print in 3D I would love to see it in 3D yeah well that's it because that, that's why the film is boring for the first 40 minutes because you're not really getting anything out of no. the 3D gags but I imagine in the cinema the first 40 minutes were probably quite entertaining in just a novelty sort of way yeah. because of the 3D yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. and it's still one of the most successful it was one of the most successful 3D films yeah along with like Jaws 3D and stuff which of course made more money but yeah, well, that's good. That's good. I would say Jaws 3 is like a shit of film than this. So, yeah, that's uh, Friday the 13th, part 3 in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, 48 hours. Waller Hill's 48 hours. Not in 3D. Not in 3D, no. No. But from 1982, because that's what we're doing this month, folks. 1980, goddamn, too. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It is. We've good. got class in 1884 and pieces coming up in the other two shows as well. Oh yeah, gonna be an interesting one. No midgets this month. <laughs> no midgets. You'll be you'll be pleased. I'll be pleased. <laughs> uh, so yeah, until next time. I mean, you keep it real. Oh yeah, you keep it. Uh, nice. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you next Wednesday. Definitely see you next Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Toodle pippins and all that jazz. Yeah. Bye. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Stacey with Aness, the Director of Operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafufm. Thanks for listening. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.